And welcome on in. It is Ryan Hickey here with you on CBS Sports Radio. A very happy Wednesday to you. Welcome. Appreciate you joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, we got a lot to get into on today's show, so why waste any more time? Let's dive right in. Big game to kick off week number five tomorrow, Bears and Commanders. Let's start with the Chicago Bears here because I think they got to make a move now in order to help save their future. The Bears need to trade Justin Fields at the deadline because at this point, I think there's no salvaging Justin Fields' career in Chicago. He's in too deep, right? He's been too long in the league. His coaching staff, his team around him are flat out brutal. And I can't see a way... He turns his play around drastically this season. So we're talking about the 2024 draft in a few months that we're talking about the Bears not drafting a quarterback because Justin Fields has done something to have them believe going into 2024 and beyond. So if he's not going to turn his career around, if the coaching staff and team around him stinks, if you're Chicago, why delay the inevitable then? Why keep Justin Fields on this roster past October 31st, which is the trade deadline, why not just go ahead with it? Trade them, get what you can get back, and start moving ahead with your future and the hopes and probability of you landing the number one overall pick and getting Caleb Williams on your team. Because unlike last year, where the Bears got the first overall pick and then did not draft a quarterback because they believed in Justin Fields, if we're talking about a Bears team, now, for the second year in a row, he's drafting number one overall. They're not passing on a quarterback, and they're not passing on a quarterback, especially when the guy at the top of the draft this year is Caleb Williams. He's legit. He's the real deal. I don't got to tell you. So if the Bears are, again, sitting there with the number one overall pick, and so far at 0-4, looking like they are cruising right to that spot, why wouldn't you, if you're the Bears, go get Caleb Williams? Why would you? Keep Justin Fields. To me, it doesn't make any sense. So rip the band-aid off. Go ahead with it now. Trade Justin Fields before you get to the trade deadline. And embrace the tank. Embrace the tank. This has been a, a season from hell for the most part for Chicago. And it could get a lot of worse. Could get a lot worse. Thursday night we just talked about before. They are playing, right, they kick off week number five, Bears at the Commanders. Well, I want to play something here from Peter King because Peter King is basically saying as soon as Thursday, we just talked about before about the bad coaching and the bad staff, uh, the bad team, I should say, around them, we could have a coaching change with the Bears as soon as Thursday and it could start with their head coach, Matt Eberflus. This is Peter King on 670 to score. Yesterday, talk about the job security, or really lack thereof, of right now the Bears' current head coach, Matt Eberflus. I don't care who's playing for you. You cannot lose 14 games in a row and think you should hold on to your job. So I would not be surprised if it's a bad loss Thursday and the Bears make a change. Just wouldn't be surprising. But I would be surprised if they totally cleaned house and went and got a new general manager as well. It just doesn't seem that doesn't seem that logical to me. So Peter King is telling right a well-respected, well-informed NFL reporter. Is saying if it's ugly on Thursday, if the commanders whoop the Bears, maybe another bad head coaching gaffe like Eberflus had in going forward on the fourth and one deep in ten, uh, Denver territory late in the game that 
instead of kicking what would have been a go-ahead field goal, went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. If we're talking about another bad coaching decision that costs the Bears a win, he could be fired as soon as Thursday. And if that's the case, and whether Eberflus to me is fired on Thursday or at the end of the year is irrelevant because, again, if you want to, if you are in the camp of keeping Justin Fields and you don't think Justin Fields should be traded by the trade deadline, again, we're talking about a team right now in the Bears that's trending towards the number one overall pick. You are not going to bypass a quarterback uh, of the caliber of Caleb Williams if you're sitting there number one in favor of Justin Fields. And if you then are backing Justin Fields and think that in 2024 he could still show you something, if Eberflus, Luke Getze, and the entire coaching staff is fired, well, again, whether it's Thursday, whether it's at the end of the season, we are then talking about, for Justin Fields, the third different coaching staff he'll be under in four years. Right, He was playing, uh, playing his rookie year under Matt Nagy last year and so far this year under Matt Eberflus. And if you make a change on the staff, going to be a new head coaching staff in 2024. Time is ticking in terms of Fields and his future. Right, Going into year four next year, if you're the Bears, you have to uh, decide whether you're going to exercise Fields' fifth-year option or not. And if you're the Bears, is it really your best course of action to bring Fields along in 2024 with, again, a big-time, costly decision of whether to um, whether to pick up his fifth-year option or not and try to judge Fields playing in his uh, under his third coaching staff in four years? You really think you're going to learn something in 2024 that you were unable to learn so far through the first two-plus years of his career in Chicago? I don't see if that makes any sense. I don't see if that is the best course of action right now for the Bears going forward. So which is why, to me, if the Bears continue to trend the way they're trending, which is going to be picking at the top of the draft, and you have 0% chance you're going to bypass a quarterback like you did last year, how does it make any sense to keep Justin Fields on this team for the second half of the season? Trade him. Rip the bandaid off. Go to Tyson Bagent and see what you got. Embrace the tank. Embrace being the worst teams in the NFL and really hope this reset is the reset that actually works. They've tried before. It hasn't worked. You got to hope that this is now the time where things truly get on the right track. And also was going in favor of the Bears here when it's a positive for them is the fact that not only right now are they 0-4, the only other winless team in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers, are 0-4. The Bears have, from their trade last year, when the Bears got the number one overall pick and the Panthers slid up from 9-1 to to go get Bryce Young, the Bears have the Panthers' number one overall pick. So Chicago right now has double the chance of any team in the league right now to get the number one overall pick, either with them or with Carolina. You have to feel pretty damn good that if you're Chicago, that you can get that game-changing, franchise-altering quarterback on your roster and then also use Carolina's pick, whether it's at one, whether it's at two, whether it's at three or four, and bolster this, this roster, whether it's with Marvin Harrison Jr., whether it's with an offensive lineman. A lot of help, a lot of holes the Bears need to plug. But if you are Chicago right now, sitting here at 0-4 so far, even though you are coming off of the best game that Justin Fields has had, maybe arguably of his career, there's still, to me, it feels inevitable that you are going to move off him. 
You still lost the game. And again, now, when you are talking about Fields being, this is year three for him, decisions and costly decisions are coming up rapidly. And the fact that you still don't know or you've not seen enough from your quarterback just yet to feel good about his future, why bring him back? Why run back the same cycle of insanity over and over and over again? Just makes all the sense in the world if you're going to move off the fields at the end of the season, why not just do it now? And this is not me, by the way, pinning all of the blame and pinning all of the Bears' failures on Fields himself. Like, he is not completely to blame, right? For right now, the Bears being 0-4 in the midst of a 14-game win, uh, losing streak. I was going to say a winning streak. 14-game losing streak going back to last year. But he's also not absolved of all the issues. Like, this is someone right in Fields who definitely in year three needs to read the field better, needs to make smarter decisions with the football, and needs to develop his passing game more. That's been an emphasis really since he came in his rookie year, and those three areas specifically have not improved. Not seen growth or development. That's concerning. That is concerning, and that, to me, again, gives pause where you can look at excuses, and they are legitimate. They are legitimate. Where the offensive line is an absolute mess, where the wide receivers, again, outside of D.J. Moore so far, have not been very good whatsoever. And D.J. Moore is obviously a recent addition coming there this past offseason. Coaching staff is an absolute joke. So there are absolutely excuses and reasons as to why Justin Fields has struggled and has not blossomed right now and why the Bears are not winning games. Again, I'm not sitting here. He's the, the guy to blame totally. I'm also not sitting here telling you that he is blameless. And so for me, when you add those up and you look at what's working, what's not, the best course of action, the best answer for me if I'm the Bears, is resetting everything and doing it now. Why wait? Why run out the string? Why play another 13 games when the answer already on Justin Fields' future, on Matt Eberflus's future, already feels certain? If Peter King's already talking about Eberflus getting fired after Thursday night's game, if we're talking about Justin Fields, again, I don't don't really know what he would have to be able to do in order to return to the Bears in 2024. This team is arguably the worst team in the league. They're going to have a top pick. And whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, you're bypassed on a quarterback once already. I don't see you bypassing on a quarterback again. So unless Justin Fields drastically, overnight, becomes a superstar, develops his game to where now the Bears all of a sudden are, are competent and competent in a very fast way, which I don't really see happening with the state of this team and the state of Fields' is playing. If it's inevitable that Fields is now returning in 2024, if it's inevitable that Matt Eberflus is now returning in 2024, why wait? They're seemingly not waiting on the coach. Again, Peter Kane just said Eberflus could be fired on Thursday. They're not going to wait with the coach. Why get away with the quarterback? Why wait with the quarterback in Justin Fields? Trade him. Get what you can get back. Embrace the tank and increase your chances of getting the number one overall pick in the draft and hoping and praying Caleb Williams for quarterback-starved Chicago Bears fans is finally, finally the answer in Chicago. 
So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. If you're the Bears, is it, would you move off of Justin Fields now? Forget about the end of the year. Different conversation, different story. Right now, trade deadline is Halloween. So that is quick math, 31st minus 427. We are 27 days away from the NFL trade deadline being here. Does it make sense if you are the Bears to trade Justin Fields now? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. The next question I'm sure you're asking me is, well, Ryan, who would be interested in Justin Fields? If you want to trade him, that's one thing, but it takes two to tango. Who would be out there who would be interested in trading right now for the Bears signal caller? I'm glad you asked. Guess what? I got four teams for you. Four teams right now, if you put Justin Fields on the block, I think they are calling the Bears and making an offer right now. I'll tell you those four teams when we do return. Again, 855-212-4227. Is it time for the Bears now to trade their quarterback in Justin Fields? And when we return, the four destinations that absolutely should make a call if Justin Fields is on the block. We'll give it to you when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey with you here on CBS Sports Radio. As a reminder, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you are the Chicago Bears, I think it makes all the sense in the world for you right now to trade Justin Fields now, before the trade deadline. The season is over, you're 0-4. Matt Eberflus is about to get fired. And if you're the Bears, you are trending along with having the Carolina Panthers' first overall pick. By the way, both teams, only two winless teams left in the NFL. You are going to be at the top or extremely near the top of the NFL draft next year. So I don't see a situation in which Justin Fields is back with the Bears in 2024. So if Justin Fields, we could say now here on October 4th, is not going to be in a Bears uniform come March, April, or September... Next year. And Matt Eberflus is not going to be here, I mean, maybe past Thursday, but at least it's seemingly not going to be back for year number three the way things are trending. If you're the Bears, why delay the inevitable? Why wait until the end of the year? Why push off the future and push off reality when you can accept it? Trade Justin Fields now, improve your chances of getting the number one overall pick, and really putting your future in a position to where you can draft what is right now, right, one of the highest regarded draft prospects coming out of college we have seen since 2000? Right, you hear in terms of, obviously nothing's guaranteed, but in terms of high likely success rate, you have Caleb Williams in the same breath as Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence, one of those impossible-to-fail sort of quarterbacks. If we're talking that highly about Caleb Williams, If you're a Bears fan who has never had a quarterback, I would trust, at this point, Caleb Williams to turn that fortune around. And so I wouldn't want to risk Justin Fields getting a little hot when you maybe a game or two you shouldn't. Trade Justin Fields, move on, embrace the tank, and start focusing your efforts on getting Caleb Williams in 2024. Now, again, it takes two to tango, right? Takes two to tangle here in terms of 
having a trade go down. You need a team willing to trade the player, in this case, Justin Fields. You also need a team that is willing to make a trade and give something up in order to get said player, again, in this case, Justin Fields. I think if Justin Fields is on the market right now, four teams are calling the Bears trying to make a deal. Jets, Raiders, Commanders, Falcons. And if you're the Bears, you absolutely can and should make a deal with one of the four. And you look, do we got to watch the Jets anymore? I don't want to hear about Zach Wilson. And look, he played better on Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. But the fact is, if that is his best game, he still has a long way to go in being a legitimate quarterback or at least a contributor to winning. First quarter, he was awful. Fourth quarter, he was awful. Sure, okay, he had two good quarters. Are two good quarters of Zach Wilson going to really change your thoughts if you're a Jets fan and, and now have you start believing that he could be your best chance to win? Absolutely not. So if you're the Jets, trade for Justin Fields. He gives you a way better chance of winning than Zach Wilson can. And you know what? Then see what happens next year if Aaron Rodgers can return from the Achilles. Okay, you figure that out next year. If he can't, well, at least you got a still young quarterback you can try to run out there and see if you can have more success with him than the Bears did. But the Jets right now, who, who have committed to being a playoff team, who have committed to doing anything and everything to make sure that they are a playoff team, go get Justin Fields. He absolutely is a better um, upgrade and a better quarterback right now than what you have in Zach Wilson. The Raiders, Jimmy G is a walking injury. Unfortunately, the latest injury concussion kept him out of last Sunday's game against the Chargers. Adrian O'Connell got buzz in the preseason, but then also was creamed behind that offensive line through a costly pick that lost in the game. Justin Fields has mobility to where right now we've seen this offensive line be an absolute sieve and just a black hole in terms of quarterbacks just getting crushed left and right by defensive lines. At least Fields has mobility to work around the poorest offensive line that Vegas has. So if you're Mark Davis, I don't think you hold your nose up or you say no to trading for Justin Fields whatsoever. Not to mention, it gives you some sort of hope for the future. Jimmy G is not a long-term option. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is a long-term op- uh, long-term option. You could at least sell yourself in the interim that Justin Fields could potentially be your long-term option. The Falcons... Look, Desmond Ritter, to me, has been one of the most disappointing quarterbacks in the NFL. I know he's still young and now first time as a full-time starter here um, for the for the Falcons. But you look at what he has, he does not have any excuses. Good offensive line, extreme, extremely good talent at running back, wide receiver, tight end. Good head coach and good play caller and good offensive mind in Arthur Smith. The offensive struggles, to me, are on Ritter. It's on him. He can't push the ball down the field. Struggle, you know, struggles reading defenses and knowing where to go with the ball. Bad decision making at times. So if you are again the Falcons, you have everything right now that Justin Fields desperately needs: a better offensive line, good weapons to throw and hand the ball off to, and a good offensive-minded head coach. And by the way, plays a similar style as Ritter, so the offense won't change whatsoever. Go get Fields, upgrade over Ritter. Division is still open. And go see if you can work some magic with Fields. And the last one is the Commanders. Now again, Sam Howell bounced back big time after his horrendous game against the Bills two weeks ago and played a lot better against the Eagles. But it has been a little bit of a roller coaster ride so far for Sam Howell where 
Poor game number one against the against the Cardinals. Really solid comeback against the Broncos. Horrendous uh, game three against the Bills. Nine sacks, four interceptions. Bounce back effort against the Eagles. It has been a roller coaster up and down so far. If you're Eric Bieniemy and you're Ron Rivera, if you want a little bit more consistency or take a shot, again, the Commanders, I think, are right now the least likely out of these four teams but still don't think they can sit there and say, absolutely not, we're not going to call. So those are the four teams, Jets, Raiders, Commanders, Falcons. I think right now if you have Justin Fields on the block, those teams should and would make a call. But how about yourself here? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Also on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Should the Bears trade Justin Fields? Is it too early in your mind or is it the right time to move on from fields and to help ensure you are getting closer to getting right now the best quarterback in the draft in Caleb Williams next year? Mots, call from West Virginia. What's up, Mots? Hey, what up, homie? How are we doing? I just want to say I agree with everything you say except for Tyson Bajan's name. Uh-oh. How, yeah, how did I butcher it? I, nah, it's Tyson Bajan. Bajan. Tyson yep. Bajant. I'm sorry yep. to the Bajant family. Nah, you're cool, but I'm just letting you know that he is the best quarterback on the Chicago Bears. And if I were the Bears, which I'm not, but I would get rid of Justin Fields and build around Tyson. That's my opinion. Build Again, around Tyson. Oh, he's a monster. I've watched him in high school, watched him in college. So just giving you the heads up. I was going to say, hey, you guys have a great are, you day. A, are you a big oh. Shepherd University fan? I mean, that's where I went to school. So I'm going to say, yeah, sure. Okay. Are you related to Tyson? But no, nah, no, nah, sure ain't, sure ain't. Okay, I'm just, I'm just asking. You're advocating to build around him. I'm just, I'm just making sure. Just making yes, sure. Sir. All right, appreciate the call, Matt. I don't know about that plan, um, but we half agree <laughs> at least in the sense. Who of, is Tyson Bajan? I honestly had to look it up when he called. From Shepherd, from Shepherd University, now as a backup for the Bears. Uh, but at least we agree. I, I'll meet you halfway, Matt. In the sense that moving off of. Justin Fields, absolutely the right move. I am not going to build my team around Tyson Bagent, that is for sure. Or Begent, excuse me. I said it wrong now twice. Begent, uh, my apologies. But that's something where, again, if you're the Bears now moving forward, I think it makes all the sense in the world for you. Pull the trigger. And again, have Tyson start a few games here. I don't think he's going to light it up. I don't think he's going to win you more games than you would like. Um, And he's going to put you in a good spot where you're sitting there high in the draft at either pick number one, pick number two. And you are getting right now, see, uh, you are getting Caleb Williams on your team and building progress ahead, at least, in terms of right now turning this franchise around. Look, they have been, obviously, right, cursed when it comes to quarterbacks. It's a tough upbringing without a doubt. And Justin Fields, I had ho- uh, high hopes for, unfortunately for him. I think part of it, again, is a bad situation where Matt Nagy is not, to me, a very good coach. Um, so that is what you're stuck with your rookie year. The offense line's not very good. At least you got DJ Moore now, but again, for the first two years, there's not really any sort of threatening skill talent at running back, receiver, tight end that really makes defenses afraid and really has defenses shaking in their boots. So it's you are playing uphill, and this is a team we're talking about right now that's lost 14 straight games dating back to last year. So it is tough. But I think at this point, again, the writing's on the wall. Part of that is timing. Right? That's just the thing. When it comes to quarterbacks now, right? because they're getting such massive salaries, you have to now decide earlier and earlier, is this the guy or is this a guy? 
And we talked about it on yesterday's show. The one thing you don't want to do if you're an NFL team is pay an okay quarterback, great quarterback money. We saw the Giants do that with Daniel Jones, and they are paying the price. If you're the Bears, right, you don't want to do that with Justin Fields. And right now, Justin Fields is not showing anything to you that would even provide or spark a thought of giving him right now a massive contract with how he has played and how the Bears have played. But even if we're talking about just next year, where this offseason going into next year, you're going to have to exercise or not his fifth-year option. So either he could be a free agent after 2024, or he can exercise that costly fifth-year option and now lock him in for at least another two years, even though, again, he's still a massive question mark. You can continue to settle with fields and still have massive questions about your team going forward, or you could pull the trigger and admit you made a mistake if you're Ryan Poles. And again, important to remember, Ryan Poles was not the GM who drafted Justin Fields, so he's not tied to him as other GMs would be if they did draft that quarterback, which I think it does make it easier to move off of. But you can at least now rip the bandit off and get a fresh start with seemingly what's going to be a new head coach as Matt Eberflus's time in Chicago seems all but over. Now the question is more when than if. I mean, again, we had you had uh, Peter King on 670 to score in Chicago this week, basically say, if the Bears don't look very good on Thursday night, that could be the final game that Eberflus is coaching um, for Chicago. So the fact that right now it seems like your head coach's days are numbered, which would then mean bare minimum, we're talking about the third coaching staff for Fields the last four years, going to year number four now with, a, again, a massive question mark and a new offense to worry about. Are you really going to run Justin Fields back? Or you just say, you know what? Cut our losses. It didn't work. And let's just move on. Let's get Caleb Williams. You got the number one pick last year. If you get the number one pick again now two years in a row, I do not see a situation which the Bears say, you know what? For the second year in a row, we're open for business. We're trading the first overall pick. We're not going to take a quarterback. I thought they made the right decision last year. You're not, though, doing it two years in a row, which is why, again, Fields' time in Chicago seems limited, which is why if you're Chicago, and right now the odds of him coming back are slim to none, pull the Band-Aid off. Accept the reality, trade him now, and start getting closer and closer to getting that number one pick in the draft and getting what you hope to be, finally, the answer at quarterback for the first time in over 100 years in Chicago, and that is Caleb Williams. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. Is it too early, in your opinion, for the Bears to trade Justin Fields? And if he's on the market, if he's on the block, who should be interested? Who should trade for him? 855-212-4227. We will get your thoughts on that. And also, I want to squeeze in a basketball point here. James Harden has returned to Sixers training camp. He said a lot of negative things about the Sixers and their GM and about his future and promised to never play for the Sixers again. Well, took all but two days of training camp, and now he has gone back, at least in terms of practicing, gone back on that promise. The question now is why? Why did he already go back on his word? I have an answer for you when we do return. It's it's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to James Harden here in a little bit, but I do want to put a bow at least on this Justin Fields conversation here and get your thoughts at 855-212-4227. In case you're just joining us, I'll give you a quick synopsis here of what we're kind of talking about to start the show right here on CBS Sports Radio. I think it's time for the Chicago Bears to trade Justin Fields and trade Justin Fields now at the trade deadline. 
Because at this point, you look at the Bears. Their season is over, right? They are 0-4 in the midst of a 14-game winning streak, 14-game uh, losing streak. And now if you're the Bears, it's time to start looking ahead. Justin Fields, is he going to be your quarterback in 2024? With the way he has played, with the way the team around him has performed, barring a true miracle. And I think, honestly, I don't think it's hyperbole at this point to call it a miracle. Barring a true miracle, I don't see how Justin Fields is back with the Bears in 2024. I don't see how it's happening. This is a bad team. They also have the Panthers' number one overall pick. So right now, the two teams that are 0-4, the Bears have both of those first-round picks, their own and Carolina's. So the odds of them getting the number one overall pick are very high. And so with how bad this team is, with your chances right now, at least with Justin Fields on the team, of getting Caleb Williams very high and very likely, and the probability of Justin Fields being on this team in 2024, basically zero, why delay the inevitable? Why wait any longer? Why string out the rest of the regular season and have Justin Fields be your quarterback when you could trade him now, get something back for trading him, embrace the tank, and start looking ahead to 2024 and beyond with Caleb Williams and probably a new head coach, as we just played it before, but Peter King is on 670 to score this week, saying that, He thinks that if the Bears have a bad performance on Thursday night against the Commanders, that could be the last game Matt Eberflus coaches. So Matt Eberflus, even if he survives Thursday night, is on extremely thin ice. And just like Fields, the probability of him returning in 2024 seemed likely. So if you're the Bears, just hit the reset button and hit the reset button now. I don't think it's it's worth dragging this out into December and January when you can just accept reality now. Trade Fields, fire Eberflus, get the number one overall pick, use the Panthers pick, which looks to be a top five, top three pick as well, get Caleb Williams, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr., and turn this team around. But the probability of Justin Fields being your quarterback in 2024 and beyond, again, being basically zero, I just don't see the rationale or the reasoning than to keep him on the roster the rest of the year right now. Trade him, cut bait, Embrace the tank and be on your way right now to being one of the worst teams in the NFL and hope and pray that Caleb Williams lives up to the hype, which, again, when you're being compared to and talked about in the same conversation as Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck in terms of can't-miss draft prospects at quarterback, you got to feel pretty good about your odds, even though the Bears have really never had a quarterback hit you have to feel pretty good if you're Chicago about your odds of hitting with Caleb Williams and having him be the true answer. So get as close as you can to guaranteeing you getting that answer. And part of getting there and getting that number one overall pick, I think, is trading fields now and embracing the tank. How about you here at 855-212-4227? 855-212-4227. Jerry is calling from Alaska. What's up, Jerry? Hello, hello, Ryan. I just want to say that by keeping Justin Fields, you are embracing the tank. He's got exactly what Chicago needs. He's got he's on a 14 game losing streak. How better to go 0 and 17? That was just my point. Keep them. You'll make sure you're 0 and 17 and get the number one draft choice, and not what happened to the New York Jets three huh. years ago, where they That's right. won their last two games and lost uh, the bid for Trevor Lawrence. 
You're right about that. Answer off the air. Well, thank you for making the call, Jerry. Here's why I still would trade Justin Fields if on the Bears is because I think you can get more back now than you would in the offseason. Because I think right now you still have a few desperate teams that would make a trade versus the offseason. I think now teams, maybe their desperation goes away. For example, the New York Jets. Again, the New York Jets are going for the playoffs. Everything they have said publicly screams, we are still, even without Aaron Rodgers, going for it. Zach Wilson is not good. Don't get fooled by what you saw in two quarters on Sunday night. He stinks. He absolutely stinks. And even in those two quarters uh, on Sunday night, I think the bar is so low that even an average performance for Zach uh, Wilson's perspective looked great because we've seen so much bad play from him so far. So if you're the Jets, I think you are still desperate in need of a quarterback. If Kirk Cousins is not available and or unwilling to go to New York, I still think Justin Fields is a bigger and better upgrade right now than Zach Wilson. And so you can take advantage of the Jets' desperation for needing a quarterback and trading for him. And you'll get even a team like the Falcons, who have everything Justin Fields needs in order to succeed. You gave and took a risk in giving, what was it, third-round pick, I believe it was, Desmond Ritter, uh, the reins here for the offense in what is a uh, what is in a year where the NFC South is wide open. Desmond Ritter, I don't think it's too early to pull the plug because he has not been good, and he has everything he needs to succeed. Good offensive line, good run game, good pass game, good offensive mind as head coach. Everything Justin Fields has missed, Desmond Ritter has. And Desmond Ritter can't do much right now in terms of putting up points on the scoreboard with all the weapons that Fields needs. And the Falcons are two teams right there, top of the mind, that would absolutely be desperate now in season compared to at the end of the year, right? If you're the Jets and you're, you know, and Aaron Rodgers has always said as publicly as I'm coming back, if you're the Jets, well, come the end of the season, you don't need Justin Fields because you have Aaron Rodgers coming back. If you're the Falcons... Maybe you entertain swinging a trade for a bigger quarterback once there are more options out there and Kirk Cousins and others are free agents. Take advantage of the desperation that specifically the Jets and the Falcons have now. I think your market is better now and you can get more in return versus waiting in the offseason. Mark calling from Omaha. What's up, Mark? Hey, how's it going? It's good, man. It's going well. What's on your mind? Uh, I would say get rid of him now. He's had You're with me, okay to try and prove himself, and uh, he has not. I mean, he's only got five wins in three in his three years going. So, I mean, Eber, Flus, you know, you look at his record, 14 losses in a row. Fields has been there the whole time helping him. So I'd say get rid of him now. All right, I appreciate the call, Mark. We're on the same page. How about that? Look at that. But I think it just makes, again, if you're the Bears, I don't think delaying the inevitable – is a smart move for you. It makes sense. I just don't think it makes sense at this point with where you are, with how bad things are. Get what you can. Stink it up. And then crash for Caleb. We got to think of a better nickname than that. I'll try to think of one here before the show ends. Um, in terms of slogan, Bears fans can kind of clamor to the rest of the year. Just crash for Caleb's okay. I think we can do better. Um, but otherwise, that's what you can look forward to here and look forward to Hopefully the true savior and the man right now playing for the USC Trojans actually changing the fortunes of the Chicago Bears. All right. And a basketball note here. We had James Harden arrive at Sixers training camp to, uh, today. This is despite the fact that in the offseason, really just a few weeks ago, 
Right, he publicly declared he wanted to be traded to the Clippers, have, has said that multiple times, and has made no bones about where he wants to be, not Philly. He has called his GM, Daryl Morey, a liar multiple times, first over in China, repeated it, by the way, to make sure that in case anyone missed it the first time and couldn't believe what he said, he said it again to make sure that they heard him loud and clear. Then is at clubs where those signs, Daryl Morey's a liar, is being passed around. He has not hid from... What he said, and again, is emphasized at any single point he possibly could say it, Daryl Moore is a liar, and also vowed to never play for him again. So you had James Harden basically doing every sort of PR stunt possible to get his way and get out of Philly and get traded to his preferred destination to the Clippers. Didn't happen. And it took him one media day and one practice to say, you know what? Okay, fine, I'll go back. Training camp practice number two at Colorado State. Today, there was James Harden making his appearance. He was participating, and by all accounts, he was actually trying. Not loafing. No fat suit. I saw he actually looked kind of slimmed down, kind of skinny. So he's not pulling the same stunt he did in Houston, clubbing during practice, showing up overweight. He's not pulling the same stunt he did to get out of Brooklyn, which was literally give up and stop trying. He, at least right now, is being a good soldier. And my question is why? Why call your GM a liar? Why say I only want to be playing for the Clippers? And why vow to never play for said GM and Daryl Morey ever again? And then literally just weeks after saying those words, go back on your word and show up to practice and not make any sort of stink about it. Why is that? Here's why. To me, it seems like James Harden has finally realized what his reality is. No one outside of the Sixers wants him. No one wants him. He is unwanted. He is basically, for 29 out of 30 teams, an outcast. Clippers have shown no motivation to trade for him, nor should they. They're doing the right thing right now in not being interested No one else, at least that we have learned to our knowledge, have called the Sixers about James Harden. He has no value in the NBA anymore. And why should he? Look what he brings to a team. This is what James Harden brings to your team. Awful playoff performance. Selfishness. Being a terrible teammate. Constant contract demands that do not meet right now what his production is. 24-7 headaches. And he's a quitter. If he doesn't get his way, he quits. He did it in Houston. He did it in Brooklyn. And now he's trying to do it in Philly. Why would you want that on your team? Why would any NBA team want a player like that on their squad? The rest of the NBA, really outside of Philly, have finally recognized he's not worth the headache. He's not worth the drama. And that's why, despite every single public attempt, every single plea, He went deep into his bag of tricks in order to get out of Philly. He's been unable to. He hasn't gotten his way. Because no one's calling. Because no one wants James Harden and his headaches and his drama and his underperforming in terms of on the basketball court. No one wants that on their team and rightfully so. No one wants it. And that's why he's back at Sixers camp. I think he realizes I am unwanted. If I pull this charade... The longer I sit out, the longer no one calls, the worse I look. 
I think he's trying to clean up his image. Again, even if he tries to, no one should buy it. No one should want James Harden on their team. There's no excuse. There's no way you can dress it up to say, oh, we are good. We got James Harden. No way. He's not a difference maker. Anyone who trades for James Harden, their championship odds do not adjust, right? If he goes to the Clippers, am I looking at the Clippers any differently with James Harden on the team compared to how I'm looking at them right now? Absolutely not. He's not a difference maker, especially in the playoffs. So he brings more headaches. He does not perform in the postseason. He quits when he wants. He's unpredictable. He wants a big-time salary. Can't perform up to it. He's not worth it. And teams are recognizing that, and that's why no one's calling the Sixers, and that is why Harden now is back at Sixers training camp. He realizes nobody wants it. All right, it's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. When we return, Jerry Jones had some bulletin board material for the Eagles. We're talking about the 49ers. I got a deeper meaning as to why Jerry said, I'll tell you what's next. It's right, again, Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. 